Let us pray. Grant us, O God, to hear your voice, and in hearing your voice, to love your word, and in loving your word, to do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So last Sunday, we heard about how Jesus, at his baptism by John in the Jordan River, was claimed by God and announced to be God's beloved Son. Pastor Josh, in his sermon, connected that event to our own baptisms, reminding us that baptism is God's act, not ours. God's declaration that we are each a beloved child of God, a promise sealed with the cross of Christ forever. And now today and again next Sunday, we get to see God do that very thing here. Today we'll be witnesses to God's act of claiming Mark William Donaldson, the beloved child of Tom and Julie, as God's beloved child. Infusing his young life with God's own Holy Spirit, linking his life inextricably to the cross and resurrection of Jesus, and giving his life from here on a clear and holy purpose. Namely, to trust God, to be a living witness to Christ through his care for others, his care for God's creation and opportunities he has to understand his life work, whatever that may eventually be as his calling to serve others and strive for justice and peace in all the earth. It's a lot for a baby to handle, I'll tell you that. But that is what is the gift of our baptism and what we grow into since baptism is a lifelong identity. And again, in today's gospel reading, John the Baptist takes center stage. Only this time, not as the one baptizing, but as the one bearing witness to others of what he has seen God do in Jesus and what God intends to do through Jesus. The focus today, not on the baptism, but what came after. Because in the gospel of John, there really is no account of Jesus' baptism. There is just this testimony by John the Baptism about it and the path that it set Jesus upon. In today's gospel, John tells us about how when he baptized Jesus, he saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and remain on Jesus. And then he twice offers, I guess what you could call a job description for Jesus that arises out of what John saw in his baptism. Here is the Lamb of God, he says, who takes away the sin of the world. There are words like Savior, Christ, Messiah. John also calls Jesus Son of God in today's reading. But as a description of what exactly it is that a Savior, Christ, and Messiah does for God and for others, I guess you'd be hard-pressed to come up with a clearer summary, at least for a devout first-century Jewish audience that knew about the sacrificial system of Judaism than the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Devout Jews back then knew all about sacrificial lambs, spotless lambs that were sacrificed to atone for human sin. The lamb's death meant life for the penitent worshiper. So in one simple image and sentence, John defines what Jesus had come to do. He would die to take away the sin of the world. John therefore points not only to Jesus' baptism itself, but to how that baptism was going to shape all that came next, the life Jesus would live, the work that his baptism would ultimately accomplish. Which is why I think it would be good for us today to do the same thing 
and not only for Mark, but for ourselves. Because we each in our baptism have been given an identity, a name, and a mission. Now, our name is not Savior. It is not Christ. It is not Messiah. It is not Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But we are given that name of baptized child of God. And as baptized children of God, we also have a job description, a holy calling to love God and serve our neighbor in whatever way our gifts enable us to do so. So let's imagine this morning that John was here, pointing his finger at each one of us and saying, here is a baptized child of God in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to describe those talents and gifts that we have and how they work, how the work that we do actually does love and honor God and serve our neighbors. First of all, what do you think John would say about Mark after his baptism? Maybe here is a baptized child of God in Christ Jesus, who for the time being does little more than eat and sleep and soil his diapers. But God has big plans for him. Already, he stirs a deep and selfless love in his parents. Already, he's a delight to his siblings and his cousins. Already, he's blessing grandparents with smiles and coos and hopes for the future. He doesn't know what God has done for him yet, nor does he understand what God will call him to be and do with his life down the road. But already, he's being given a name and a purpose set on a path toward being a disciple of Jesus. And then there's you. And what John might say about you if he hiked up his camel hair coat and pointed his finger at you the way he pointed at Jesus. We have several people among us who work in some version of the healthcare industry. He might say to them, here is a baptized child of God in Christ Jesus who brings God's healing and life into the lives of others, whether it's as a nurse or a doctor or a diagnostician or medical technician or aide. And those who do research or work developing new drugs, he might say, here is a baptized child of God in Christ Jesus whose calling is to figure out maybe how the brain works or how tumors grow or how they can be stopped from growing so that others can use what they've learned to develop new treatments for currently incurable diseases. The younger one still in school, he might say, here is a baptized child of God in Christ Jesus who's still trying to figure out how their deepest passions and interests might be used to meet the world's need. But meanwhile, they know that God is calling them to treat others with respect, to come to the defense of those being bullied and belittled, to play fair, value relationships over grades. Maybe to someone who works on automobiles, John would say, here's a baptized child of God who installs brake pads that will allow a neighbor to stop their car quickly enough so that when a small child suddenly runs out in the street, they'll be safe. Or to an older, retired person, John might say, here's a baptized child of God who's now free to use their talents and abilities in ways they never had time to before. And instead of needing to earn a living, can finally focus on doing things that bring them joy and make others' lives better. See, our baptism gives us a better answer for people who ask what it is we do for a living. Instead of just answering with a job like, well, I'm a plumber, 
or I'm a school teacher, or I'm a pastor. We can try answering it in a way that describes our life as a ministry to others. The way in which God has called us in our baptism, the way our daily work gives glory to God, points to Christ, and partners with God in sustaining the creation and serving the needs of our neighbors. For instance, a plumber might say, my work is to make sure that clean water comes into people's homes safely and without leaking, and that soiled water goes safely out so that they can cook and wash and flush and get on with what they need to do. That's how I serve my neighbor. That's how I love God in life. And the elementary school teacher could say, my work is to instill in children a passion and curiosity for learning about this world and to provide a classroom environment that models respect and cooperation with others and allows that learning. The point is that you don't really need to use religious language to describe your daily life and work as a ministry or as the calling of your baptism or to be a witness to Christ. You only need to define your life and work as the way that you partner with God in creating a good and safe and just world by serving the real needs of other people. Your job as a baptized Christian is not to save other people. Jesus is the Messiah, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, of course, you can share that news about Jesus with people who haven't heard it, and you can invite them to come and see this place where that lamb's holy work is done and openly celebrated. But your main calling as a baptized child of God is much more than that, involving and informing work, play, what you do with your paycheck, your home and your family, all part of a call to love God and serve neighbor with your whole life. This epiphany season that we're now in the midst of is all about identity and mission. Jesus, first of all, but also ours. Today, John tells us that Jesus' identity is as the Lamb of God, whose mission and task was to take away the sin of the world. And as news of that identity and engagement in that mission began to spread, people began to follow and invite others to come and see what they had witnessed and experienced. And Jesus welcomed them, asked them what specifically they were looking for, giving them the name disciple, and then calling them to follow. So here today, we who have been baptized are witness to another baptism. Invited like John to point out to others just how God is at work here and in the world around us. And in a few minutes after Mark's baptism, Pastor Josh will lift up some bread and wine and echo those words of John the Baptist for us. He will say, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we, knowing who is there with us and what he has come to do for us, will respond, we come to the table of mercy and joy. And then after being fed, we will go. Blessed and sent to spread that mercy and joy wherever we go, wherever, however we can, and in whatever we do. Because that is the call of our baptism. The call we will now share with Mark. Today we again witness something that God does. as something that also gives us not only a name, but also a holy purpose to everything that we do. Amen. <clears throat>